Hello, and welcome to Better Betting. Here are your hosts, the King of Timonium, Gary Quill, and the ruler of the replays, Eric Rubin. Hey, and welcome to Better Betting. My name is Eric Rubin, and I'm here with my partner, the King of Timonium, Gary Quill. GQ, how be you? Pretty good, Eric. I mean, gosh, quite a long basketball season we had, wasn't it? It was, what, six months long, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the goal, play through the playoffs. But yeah, it was, it was a long season. We took a little hiatus here on the show, but uh, hopefully... We didn't lose too many of our listeners, and hopefully a few people are uh, jumping on to listen for some Derby uh, Day thoughts. So how, how have you been? How did basketball season go? I don't want to waste too much time. People want to hear the horses, but how was basketball season? We got to the regional finals, but luckily enough, hopefully none of my uh, players um, were uh, are listening or going to listen because we we lost in the regional finals to a team that we – you know, rightfully, we're, we're not as good as, uh, even though we were leading at halftime. Um, but uh, the the road beyond that just got much, as the waters get deeper, as, as they say. And so the team that beat us in the next round, they lost by over 40. So <laughs> uh, we would have had to make a long trip to be killed. So um, the, the season ended uh, just at the right specific time. How about yourself? You were a uh, rookie coach of the year, New York state or something <laughs> like that. I thought I saw <laughs> you got a big bonus because you won more than three games. <laughs> they, they were excited. We won. Uh, yeah. I think we won more games this year than the last seven years at the school combined. Uh, I was new this year at this school. So it, it was a good year. We made the playoffs and all we were a little shorthanded by the end of the season injury, missing kids for uh, believe it or not, religious reasons. They couldn't play on Saturday. So that was tough to handle but uh kids played pretty hard and had a good year and we have just about everyone back so we uh look for us in the state championship next year what's the uh mgm grand odds on us in the uh state championship maybe we can get like plus uh i would say anything over like you know plus 400 plus 500 i'd say that's good odds yeah or whatever the devils are plus after that great showing in game one against the yeah well well i said Game one was going to be tough because they're coming off the letdown of the huge uh, series win and game seven win. But I'm expecting them to, if not sweep, win for the next five. But we'll see. Which, which to your credit, you called that last week saying, uh, I don't know about game one, but they they should do. So with that being said, we actually should have waited because I saw this morning you could get plus 145 on the Devils. Whereas what you got minus one twenty or something like that for the series. Yeah, and I actually bet uh, a little bit before. I, I bet a lot more today. On it, so <laughs> <laughs> I may need a loan if the Devils do not pull this out. Uh, which you know who knows after that first game. But uh, anyway, getting uh, transitioning to the horses as people don't care about hockey and basketball for this podcast. Perhaps transitioning to the horses. You know, we figured there weren't enough podcast out there about the derby so maybe we should uh throw our hat back in the ring i, I don't know for yeah you know, and, and i'm flattered by some people who have been reaching out I, i've gotten a lot of dms on twitter and a couple people even on our slack channel uh, dm me you know about if we're going to start up the podcast again so i really appreciate that people listening and, and caring uh, and hopefully it's been a 
uh, fun experience for you. Uh, I, I don't expect this to be a regular thing. It just takes so much work to create a podcast and we're doing it for, you know, free for fun, whatever to help people. Um, we didn't put ads in right like that. We thought about it, but we never did that to make some money. And it's just a, a ton of work. Even this took me hours to prepare. And during COVID, it was pretty easy because we're stuck home basically. But now with uh, work and coaching as well, which is really all year round when you're a varsity coach, it's just, it, it's just a little too much. So maybe we'll try and uh, if we get some decent listenership uh, this year in our listenership didn't fall off too much due to the hiatus you know maybe we'll try and put something out on the on the bigger days or you know here and there and uh because we really or i definitely enjoy it it's just tough to do on a weekly basis but having said that you know my favorite track is churchill downs so i could not resist doing a little podcast on churchill downs or should i call them the arlington park killers that's how i view them but anyway all my i feel bad for those in chicago but i digress so uh, you want to jump into the horses? Was there anything else you want to talk about before we get into uh, race eight? Yeah, before we get too deep in, I'll give our listeners some uh, cocktail trivia while they are at their derby party. They can try and stump uh, others, which I'll throw that, you know, we didn't, I didn't say anything about asking you this question. So if you get it wrong, it's not going to be embarrassing. But um, can you name the only jockey who has been aboard the winner of the Derby, but has never been to the Derby winner circle. That's an easy one. And that is, okay. I'm not going to give it away for the listeners. That was really easy. Oh, no, but... no. You, I want you to, because oh. they're, they're, they're going to need to know what the answer is. All right. So if you're so listening can... and you really care, pause right now. Go <laughs> figure out what you got to figure out, then come back. And spoiler alert in three, two, one. I'm assuming you're talking about Louis Science. No. Oh, I thought, I thought uh, with uh, what's the drug on ports that he was on? Well, you're Street. you're you're on the the right track, but um, he he won. But I'm talking. Maybe I should phrase it a uh, Kentucky Derby official winner. So so what where oh. you were going with so you're going same derby Diaz different horse won, oh medina spirit but, uh... DQ'd. but as we all know that uh medina spirit got DQ'd, but he didn't get dq'd until what 10 months later so the runner-up mandaloon with my favorite uh, uh jockey but was aboard um he never got to the winner circle and um, somebody will say, oh, but uh, back uh, in 1968, uh, uh, we had, you know, uh, Dancer's Image got taken down um, like a couple days later because of the doping or whatever. And forward pass was elevated. So that jockey never got to the winner circle on forward pass, who was the runner up. But one of your tribesmen. He Ishmael Valenzuela <laughs> was aboard uh, Tim Tam when he won the Derby in 1958. So Ishmael, in fact, did get to the winner's circle. So for your cocktail uh, enjoyment, the only jockey, to my knowledge, who was officially aboard uh, the, the official winner of a Kentucky Derby was Florent Giroux. 
And I believe Ishmael's uh, middle name was Schwartz, actually. So, yes, yes. member of the tribe. I think he, uh, I think he, uh, he uh, changed his name when he went south of the border to, to ride uh, somewhere. So, yeah. to fit in. So, so there's your cocktail uh, trivia, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, make a few bucks on that. And, and you brought up two derbies. Well, I brought one up one. You brought up the other. But uh, the the Medina Spirit Derby capped off a uh, about 4,500 or so pick four for me. And of course, Country House uh, winning the Derby when Maximum Security got down. I bet that really badly. <laughs> I had the top five. I gave my friend asked me, a friend asked me, who do I like? I gave him five horses. They came in one, two, three, four, five. And I made like 8,000. One of them made 100,000 on the race because he bet it better than me. But <laughs> that was in my earlier uh, days, right before I uh, started to get a little better at the betting side. But anyway, all right. So we're going to go over uh, five races on Saturday. Uh, we're starting in race eight. It's the Pat Day Mile, and it culminates in the Kentucky Derby. And I hope I did this right, but I'm pretty sure it's a pick five. I printed the PP so early that it doesn't it say, but all right, good, because otherwise I probably shouldn't check that. But so we're going to go through races eight through 12 on Saturday. We're going to focus a lot on the betting angle. I always say I'm going to handicap very little and then just talk about the betting, and I end up handicapping too long talking about that and not enough on the betting. So I'll do my best to do that. So let's start with the Pat Day Mile. Um, as uh, we did in our pre game or pre-recording uh, meeting. I'm going to start uh, on this race here. So it's one mile on the dirt, grade two for three-year-olds. Um, basically, it's the boys who either don't want to go the distance of the derby or aren't good enough for the derby. And there's a couple of words I like in here, and I'm going to uh, talk about the three of them or two of them specifically. Uh, one of them is a big price, and that's the six frost departure or frosted departure for Ken McPeak, Brian Hernandez. Uh, this is a horse who, um, there's two horses I really like in here, and he's one of them. Uh, and for 20 to 1 odds, that's that's a great price, I think. Uh, he's coming out of the Rebel Stakes, and before that, the Southwest. So he was on the Oaklawn Park or the Arkansas Trail to the Derby. And uh, both times he was up on the paces that I thought were pretty swift. The Southwest was a fast pace that I thought favored closers that race. And then I really thought the Rebel, and we'll talk about that when we get to the Derby, favored closers. So um, for him to be up on the pace in the Rebel, uh, really hot pace going probably even longer than he wanted. I, I thought that was a terrific race for him considering, yeah, he quit, but he lasted for a long time. So um, I like those horses that duel against better and then go against a little lighter competition next time. And he has the ability to rate. So I like the six a lot for us to departure. And the other horse I like a lot is a seven Fort Bragg at nine to two. Uh, this is Tim Yakteen's horse when he got from Bob Baffert. Uh, also did not make the derby. was on the derby trail around in San Felipe where he was chasing uh, a decent pace going three wide. Uh, in that race, it didn't completely fall apart, but I thought it benefited horses who were off the pace. So the fact that he was chasing three wide, I thought was pretty good. And according to some people, uh, including uh, our California friends, been on our show a lot, Chris Otto, there was a fairly big, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but if he's listening, thank you for listening. But uh, I think there was a, a fairly big inside bias, he was saying that day. And this horse, Fort Bragg, ran kind of wide on that track. And then he came back in the Florida Derby against Forte and Mage were two, uh, you know, pretty big players in the Kentucky Derby later. And yeah, it looks like he had an easy lead, but as you can see, he lunged at the start, spotted in the field two to three lengths, and then really had to rush up, uh, set a pretty, pretty fast pace after rushing up. I mean, to go 46 for the half, if that's accurate, you know, he had to go like 45 to catch up. So uh, of course he had nothing left. And uh, I, I just thought based on his race, two back was pretty good. I can either excuse or upgrade last race. So, I like Frost, uh, Fort Bragg, and those are the two I'm going to lean on. The only other horse that I might use here in my um, horizontal bets would be the nine General Jim, who I thought ran pretty well in the swale. 
he ran down a loose leader who was four to five, super chow. And anytime you can run down a loose horse like that, who has no pressure, and you're the only one to do it, it's not like that horse faded. He just came in second. I always find that impressive. I don't know how tough the field was with the horses he ran down, but um, I, I thought General Jim, Jim ran pretty well, and he would be my, quote, third choice here. And there's a couple others, but I don't want to hog the spotlight. And I want to talk about the betting side. So, GQ, uh, anything to, uh, to either talk about my horses or anyone else you want to mention in race eight? No, um, before I, I pontificate uh, on this one, I think it's fair to, to mention that as, even as of yesterday, there are chances of a 50% chance of rain in the Louisville area, which would kind of throw a wrench into a lot of handicapping. But I just looked, and uh, that rain is uh, not going to happen, supposedly, now on Saturday. So, uh, look. And there is no chance of rain between now and Saturday. So uh, hopefully um, we'll have fast track. Hopefully they don't scrape it down to the base so that they're running six furlongs in 108 um, because I can't stand that type of uh, shenanigans that track maintenance always pulls. Um, <laughs> the, on Tuesday, there wasn't a single horse that uh, went gate to wire at Churchill Downs. Hmm. And then on Wednesday, I think 75% of them on the dirt went gate to wire. And there were merry-go-round races. We were recording this on Thursday afternoon. Unfortunately, I worked for a living and I wasn't able to have a busy day and didn't see any of the races or replays to know how the track's playing. But I think it's important to see how the track's playing early and it might give you a clue of how it'll play later on in these races that we're talking about so just quickly i'll tell you if, if i'll i'll see your 20 to one and i'll raise you a 20 to one in my pick being the number two tall boy tall boy started his career with doug o'neill at delmar this summer um wound up uh Running against uh, your the, the uh, practical move, who's scratching Derby, and then your your horse Fort Bragg that you like as well. You know, he just ran behind those. Looked like nothing special. And be like, okay, so why did they set ship him over to Dubai? You know, try to get a lot of money. <laughs> you know, running against horses that aren't all that great. Um, didn't do. Uh, all that well ran, ran well and you know the grade three won that but then um you know just kind of ran around or walked around the track to finish 34 lengths back i don't know he's been working out uh they brought him over in april uh he's only had two published workouts but just kind of looking for a price of a horse that they may have thought a lot of early on and uh who knows you know in this field uh you know 20 to 1 i'll go for it so tall boys who i'm gonna all right and, and just talking about the betting side there's there's two longer prices i'm not really going to talk about uh that much but uh one is curly jack the 10 and the other is the 11 gilmore uh both of them i like some curly jack is kind of uh dropping in class if you will you know he's been in some tough races a few of these are but um i, I think the class relief will help and uh, I like some of his races towards the end of last year. And then Gilmore, I thought ran pretty well last time at Aqueduct in the Bayshore. 
Um, he had a slow start, which it does not say. There's the 11 Gilmore in the PPs. Um, and he was bumped after that slow start and probably cost him like two lengths. And I thought he was moving really well late. Uh, so the fact that they don't have that in the PPs gets you some value. So the 11 Gilmore, I would you know upgrade a lot there. So uh, having said that, I kind of like the six and seven Frosted Departure in Fro- uh, Fort Bragg, a 20 to one shot, a nine to two shot. The nine General Jim, a four to one, and then a couple 12 to ones uh, in the race. So um, I'm betting against a few horses here. I, I don't have like, trash to talk about uh the five echo again at seven to two um he, he won pretty easily last time although they were gaining on him a little bit uh but you know it's probably just like a prep for this they dropped him back to an allowance after having some trouble in the stakes races so i don't hate him but i'm not like in love with him and gun pilot two is fine you know in the rebel i thought he um got a great trip gun pilot two back in the rebel so i i he like didn't really have an excuse maybe he lacked some room late but uh, I, I didn't really like his race there. And then, you know, he ran fine um, last time gun pilot, but I, I didn't think it was against the strongest field. So um, to me, I'm, I'm willing to leave him out at a, a relatively short price. So I'm going to go against echo again, the five and against gun pilot. So what would I do as far as betting? Well, first of all, um, I, I'm going to key the six and seven together a lot. So I'm sure I'll have um, some, well, let's start with exactus. Some exactus six, seven, uh, I'm actually going to key the six more than the seven based on the price. I, I think the seven's better than the six, but I don't think he's five times better or four times better. So um, I'm assuming the odds are relatively um, correct. So uh, I'm going to look to key the six a lot. So I'll have like six with the seven, the nine, the 10, 11. So the four horses I kind of like there. So six with seven, nine, 10, 11. Uh, I'll do exactas like that. I'll do triples like that. And then I'll do extra with the six, seven together. So like uh, triple six, seven, nine. Six, seven, ten, six, seven, eleven. Most likely box owners, and I'm boxing because there are big prices here uh, that I'm king. I don't want to, you know, come in like ten, seven, six, and oh, I didn't box it or something. So, um, will I bet more with the six and seven on top? Definitely, but that's the kind of approach I'm going to take here. Where I'm using those five horses in my bets, mostly king the six and seven on top uh, in, in bets, but a little bit of boxing too, just so I get uh, something if it comes in a big price with the uh, with the other stuff. And uh, again, I'll have extra with a six, seven, maybe even a little extra six, nine. Uh, I also like some doubles here. I don't want to talk too much about it, but in the doubles, I'm going to use a six, seven. I doubt I'll use a nine in the doubles. It's possible because I have some big prices next race. So if I remember, hopefully uh, I wrote it down, I'll talk about doubles next race when we see what we like. So uh, I'm actually excited to bet this race because I'm not anti those favorites that much, but I don't love them. Uh, and maybe Port Bragg will end up being the favorite anyway, but um, I, I kind of like the six and want to get that in the money and, and the seven too. I like, so that's where I'm at here. Hopefully that made some sense. You want to move on to race nine or please race nine. It is the American turf presented by BMW, which I don't think is an American company. So it's kind of ironic, but tomorrow on the 16th on the turf, a grade two event. And here in my pick five, I am most likely singling, although I have a long shot. I would love to work in. So I'll just talk about two horses real quickly. The horse that I'm thinking of singling is the four talk of the nation. And uh, that's Shug McGahey, Tyler Gaffalione. He ran in Tampa. Uh, I think both of us were actually there when he ran in Tampa, if I'm not mistaken, March 11th. And he got off to a slow start, which does not say in the PP. So I always like when you get a little value if you watch the replays because the chart comment doesn't say it. Uh, probably one to two length slow start, rushed up three wide. Uh, and, and he chased a decent pace. It didn't fall apart or anything, but uh, they hung on uh, for the most part. But I thought he ran really well. He won going away. I guess the question is, what did he beat? 
Yeah, he beat most Stashers here, but most Stashers coming off of a layoff uh, that day. So maybe he wasn't geared up. And um, I, I don't know. I, I just thought he ran really well considering the start, the wide trip and all. So um, I thought he took a step forward and I just see him taking another step forward. These shug horses, usually when they get good, they just start slowly getting better and better. You often don't see like a shug horse, you know, run a really good race and then run a really bad race. And then a good race and bad race is usually just slowly progressing. So uh, I, I really like the four talk of the nation. I don't think I'm getting 10 to one, but if I get 10 to one on the four in race nine, I am very happy with that. And the other horse I like who's a bomb, who I don't think is nearly as good, but I think um, has a big shot here to, if nothing else, hit the money uh, is it, or being the money is the 13. And the winner is at 30 to one for Wayne Catalano. And I'm not sure the jockey is on that horse. Do you know uh 13's jockey there? Let me see real quick. I, don't, I can't read in the handwriting here. Florent All right, that's what you call setup in the radio game. Uh, <laughs> way to pick up on it quickly. Anyway, uh, why do I like this and, horse? And I don't know. And, and you're, you're regretting you set that up for Yes, me. I actually wrote Giroux here, but I, I know you like saying it, so I just made your night. Uh, anyway, so yada, yada, yada. Why do I like him? I have a big plus sign here. Took up top of the stretch, hurt him a lot. Uh, hard to judge, probably would have been third. So... He's running his race in the Transylvania last out, a mile and 16th on the turf, grade three against a few of these, not the, the favorites here, but most dash and web slinger. And as he was uh, kind of turning for home, top of the stretch, he got taken up really badly and it, it really destroyed his chances. And like I said, it's hard to tell how much he would have run, but the other horses moving similarly were, were kind of like a third, second and stuff. So I think he definitely could have got third and, and possibly better. So I definitely upgrade that performance and it's a step up from his race before. And again, these are three-year-olds. So you're looking for kind of who's improving here, who can step forward. So uh, I'm happy taking that horse. Uh, again, I, I'm not singling that horse or anything. And I still like the, um, the four a lot better talk of the nation who can make his own trip with the speed. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be betting the 13 in my bet. So those are my main two. I don't know. My, the reason I don't love betting this race, I like it because I like two prices, potentially one big price and hopefully uh, close to 10 to one on the other. But I also like it when I don't like the favorites. And I don't really have anything too negative on the favorites. The one major dude has had very good trips. That's the only downside. But he's run very well, just with really good trips. But with Irad saving ground from the rail, you know, maybe he gets stuck, but I can see him getting another uh, really good trip. The two far bridge, lightly raced, but he's run very well in both of his starts. Um, you know, he saved ground last time. He, he, you know, waited briefly, but, you know, the saved ground helped a lot, I'm sure. But he won easy. I don't know. He didn't really beat that much, perhaps uh, much weaker than this. So he's fine. The two, the one's fine, but I don't want them as short prices here. And then the 11 is Carl Spackler, who um, I don't know. He He's okay. I thought he had a pretty good um, setup last time. I mean, he won so easy. So he blew away a maiden field. But do I want a maiden winner from a few months ago? I know it's Chad Brown and, and Jose Ortiz, but I don't know. He's fine. He's a nice horse. I don't know. The one, two, 11, those are the favorites. I'm okay going against him. I'm not like, thrilled to go against him but i'm okay going against him and gq i'm talking a lot i'll let you jump in and i'll talk about how i would bet and what other horse or two i would throw in here well um because you mentioned and the winner is and Giroux takes them out takes over for Corey lannery who doesn't have a mount this race so you figure okay um catalano or the owner looking to get you know better jock they they use Rosario in the past. Rosario is on the second choice. They've used Pratt in the past. Pratt won on the horse two two out of the three times he, he ridden them. 
But yet Pratt lands on the six, who's 30 to one as well. So, you know, this is where you try to get in the head of a jockey or jockey's agent. No, you're you're shaking your head. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're saying it doesn't matter. The, these guys just ride whoever they want or or maybe maybe the the owner of Desert Duke has something or not Desert Duke uh, uh and the winner is has something for Florent Giroux and says I want him to ride my horse and that's how the so so you don't even go there trying to figure out the horse is 30 to 1 what are you complaining that a horse a uh, Pratt didn't or Rosario didn't want to ride 30 to 1 shot I mean maybe they did maybe they well, did well because he's on a 30 to 1 he's on a different 30 to 1 who he had never run so does he does he mean your horse? I don't think he, he's better. I'd I'd rather jump on this other horse. It looks like you can't get the distance, the six. So so Catal- I don't want to spend too much time on this, but Catalano, a Midwestern guy. I mean, Pratt's a West Coast now, East Coast guy. Rosario's an East Coast guy now. Like Giroud's the Midwest guy. That's like the main guy in the Midwest there to use. I know Pratt rode before Rosario. Do you know in those races who Rosario was uh, Giroux was riding? Maybe he was riding for Cox or whoever his main client is. He couldn't ride for them. So you have no idea. Uh, listen, if people want to do that, you want to do that. I don't want to make fun of you too much. We've, we've been off the air for a while. I don't want to come back too harshly, but uh, I come on. You got to make up. You're going well, to like, be, I'm not taking a 30 to one shot because, oh, they could have got this jockey. He might not have gone. So I'll toss a 30 to one shot. If you want to toss him because he sucks, that's fine. But don't toss him. I'm not, I'm not saying toss him. I'm just saying. You know, is that part of the equation? Obviously, for you, no matter what the race, it's not. Correct. Okay. But I, I just wanted to point that out just in case, you know, some people do, you know, care. And, you know, it's, again, you know, who knows how many times Pratt has ridden for Catalano because, you know, hell, um, Giroux over the past year, a whopping 13 uh, times he's written for him. So, yeah, he, he's his number one. Because uh, Brad Cox <laughs> has 800 horses, so he's got every time Catalano's in a race, there's a Cox horse that he has to ride through. But this race, the why, Cox is on the AE list. And that's so why he's safe. Chris Landeros has ridden the horse for him. <laughs> or I'm, not, I'm saying Chris Landeros because I keep looking at Desert Duke, who Chris Landeros is on. Corey Lannery. Oh, boy. Okay, um, so you're you're done. No, yes. Yeah, I want to talk about the betting side. If you want me to do that now, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, oh, oh, you know, I'm I'm not going to say anything earth shattering. I, you know, big brisnet guy on turf. Uh, you know, the morning line favorite, the eleven Carl Spackler, uh, one o two, which is stands out uh, among this field when when you ran last and. February, um, you know, you're you're always looking at it's like, oh, I, you know, the horse, the horse just won by eight. Why hasn't he run since February? But you know, maybe maybe they're just they they pointed to this race because it's not like he's missed any time. He's got, you know, ever since uh, that, you know, race on the twenty fifth. A week later, he was back on the work tab, and uh, pretty much every six to seven days. He's been working, you know, right up till um, Saturday. So, um, you know, because the horse has, has shown that and his mom is uh, by uh, my favorite turf sire, 
more than ready. Uh, I'll chalk out and I'll, I'll go with Jose on the 11, uh, Carl Spackler. I think, I think, uh, major dude will probably legitimately go off five to two or whatever because, you know, he was Forte's, uh, work, you know, workout, uh, you know, buddy. And he gave Forte all he could handle. So everybody's all jacked up in the first dude, I guess. All right. Well, I, I wouldn't worry about the layoff for, for Carl Spackler just because it's Chad Brown, if nothing else. But yeah, I, listen, the horse makes sense. It's just not for me at a short price, but uh, it makes sense. The other two words I want to include here are the three Mendelssohn's March, who um, had only the one race on the turf. It was uh, his first race where he, I guess he broke his maiden after the uh, first horse got disqualified. But um, it looks when you look at the PPs, like Mendelssohn's March had an easy lead, like up by a length. But he really was pressed the whole way by a four to one shot who ended up coming in sixth. So um, I, I thought that pace, even though the time looks slow, who knows times about this? Uh, that's why at times are very misleading. But um, I, I thought that was a decent pace. And then he's obviously improved a little bit on the dirt, even though I assume he's a, based on the breeding, going to be a, a turf horse here. So I, I actually like him, uh, which is scary because now I'm on Brian Hernandez, two raises in a row. And then the six at 30 to one behind enemy lines. And there's your boy Pratt. So I like his uh, 30 to one shot a little bit. Towards who ran over in uh, Ireland. And when he came to the States, he was uh, racing at Gulfstream on April 1st. He got off to a two length slow start. Again, it doesn't stand in the PPs because these chart comments often suck. And uh, he saved ground uh, and had almost a perfect trip after that. But he did get off to a slow start. It was first time in the States. He can move forward. It's not like he's that much worse than the other horses, I don't think. So I don't love uh, behind enemy lines of six, but I think he has a shot here. Uh, so anyway, as far as betting the race goes, I, I really want to key on on the four and 13, similar to what I'm doing last race. Um, I'll definitely be um, betting uh, the four and 13 together. Uh, we'll start exact as a you know, box there. I'm going to use a three and six too. And I'll probably end up doing like a, just like a dollar or two box, three, four, six, 13. I'm not a big boxing guy, but you know, when you have four horses who are all double, potentially double digit odds, you know, if I don't box and it comes in 30 to one over 30 to one, and I didn't, you know, put them together or something, then I'm going to kick myself and it's going to be a thousand dollar exactly. So um, I'll box the four of those three, four, six, 13, but I'll have extra four, 13. I'll put the four and 13 on top, a little extra for a couple extra bucks in those horses. Um, and, and then uh, with the triples, similar, I'll, I'll do, you know, maybe like just a 50 cents uh, uh, triple box with those horses just so I have it. But uh, I'll key the four and 13 on top uh, extra in that and especially the four on top a lot more in both the exact is in the triple. So uh, I'll have a lot like four with 13 with three, six. And I might throw in a few others, too. But so like a triple four with 13 uh, with three, six and a few other horses. And then I'll do four with a few, three, six, and a few other horses with the 13. Uh, and I'll do supers the same way. Again, you can be betting minimum 50 cents and triples and 10 cent supers and do stuff like that. And it's not really, it sounds like a lot, but it's really not that much money if that's, uh, if you don't want to spend too much, but that, that's how I would bet this race vertically as far as keying those two horses, really keying the four on top a lot more because 13 is a tall tale, a, a tough ass to win, but um, I'll have them on top some and um, if the four is 10 to one, which I don't think he will be, I would even bet him to win. And then as far as doubles, I mentioned from last race, I'll use a four and 13 here in the doubles with uh, the six, seven Fort Bragg and that uh, frosted horse. I forgot his name, Brian Hernandez from race eight. So six, seven with four thirteen, and I'll do extra six, seven with the four um, into this race. And then I, what I might do is also 
like with the six from last race, who's a big price, add in the three and six, the, the long shots I like. I actually don't like spreading too much in doubles. I'm usually like, a, honestly, when I bet doubles, it's like one by one or one by two. Uh, I rarely go deeper. But in this case, I, I'm all double-digit odds except for Fort Bragg. If I do like a two-by-three double, a three-by-four, again, I normally wouldn't do that. But, you know, you're talking a dollar-double can easily pay a 1000 bucks. It's it's not a bad uh, – or 500 bucks. It's not a, a bad thing to do. So um, those two ways I'm looking forward to betting. That takes us to race 10, the Churchill Downs, presented by Ford. They should really do the American because they're an American car, that turf, and BMW should do this one. But this seven furlongs on the dirt, and I guess – GQ, I'm going to uh, surprise you by uh, going to you first uh, on this one in a sense with a question. I, I think the way you look at this race or anyone has to look at this race, you have to look at the favorite because this is the one race where you have an overwhelming favorite in a race, and that's the seven Cody's Wish, who's four to five. Now, I'll give my thoughts in a moment on Cody's Wish, but I think you kind of have to make a decision. Is this where you want to take a stand? Is he just that much better than everyone despite the layoff and other questions perhaps? or and are you going to just single this horse and move on? Or is this a spot you're going to take a stab against? And I think a large majority of people are going to single this horse or, or go like too deep or something like that because A, he looks so good based on his PPs. Um, and B, it's a tough sequence where, I mean, there's not many spots where you can confidently go for either a single or even narrow it down in two or three horses. I mean, if you ask most people, they, they'd want like five, six, seven hordes in a race if, it, if they could just to, I don't know, safe or whatever. But it, it's going to be hard to nail a race with only one or two horses, any of the races. So this is the one spot where I think people can nail down. For that reason, you can tell where I'm leaning. And there's no right answer. I could be way off. But GQ, how would you approach Cody's wish here? Uh, maybe you just stay away from the race. But if you're betting like a pick five or something like that, and you kind of have to bet it if you want to bet the pick five, is, is this a horse you, you say he's just better than everyone? No, no layoff, the layoff, no speed, whatever in the race. How, how do you know? Um, this is a horse that I'll take a stand against because um, his uh, Brisnet prime power isn't that head and shoulders uh, better than, you know, few in here. I've seen four to fives where their prime power is double digits better than uh, others. And, um, you know, the six, the Hano twist, and the one white of Barrio, it's only a couple points behind him in prime power. That's just one thing that, that tells me he, he's he's four to five because he's four for four at Churchill. That's my point. Yeah, he's he, you know, and but here here's the thing he doesn't have early speed. If the track is playing to early speed, then he he's not he's a play against so there are my two reasons why he's not a slam dunk single which as you stated 80 percent of the people who play pick five is going to single him which is stupid as you know right well well, i don't know if it's stupid i mean oh all of a sudden he's a chalk eating weasel no 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 i'm not i'm not doing that but i'm not saying it's stupid listen i don't know your brisnet how they come up with the prime number the horse is by far the best horse in the race the quote to me the, the question is, A, the layoff. B, you mentioned uh, as much as I pick on you for bad points. Uh, I'll give you a kudos for a good point. There really doesn't appear to me much pace in the race. Wait a minute. Hold happened. on a second. Hold on a second. I better get my snow shovel. It's snowing here in the mid-Atlantic. Pigs are flying too in the background there. All right. Yeah, pigs uh, are flying uh, as well. And one compliment every couple of weeks. So um, anyway, 
you know, they're, they're what was the compliment? Guys, I cut you off and you were ready to compliment me for it. I know I did already. You missed it. That's it. All right. I'll say it again. <laughs> you, you mentioned how there's not on paper much speed in the race and Cody's wish while he doesn't have to come from way, way back. You know, he's definitely a horse that comes off the pace and, and a little pace would probably help him, especially going seven furlongs, not a mile. Cause this is on, I mean, he's fine seven furlongs, but it's on the shorter end of his uh, spectrum probably. So having said that, do you want to, and he's going to be shorter than four to five and he's going to play like a two to five, I think in the, uh, or one to five in the pick fives personally, because like I said, it's so hard to go four deep, five deep in the other legs and still go like three deep or four deep here or something like that. So, you know, this is the easiest spot for everyone to cut and that's what they're going to do. I would think so. Um, I'm going to play contrarian. Listen, you can still get a good one. Don't get me wrong. You single him. You can still catch a $10,000 pick five easily here with these big fields and some prize in the other legs. So you don't have to be a hero and go against him, but you know, at a short price, a horse who, who knows if he's ready first off the layoff. Uh, like you said, the, the no speed, I feel like I'm repeating myself. So I'll, I'll move on my, my problem. Not problem. My thing is, I, I don't know who I like here. Like, I don't really have a strong opinion here. White and Barrio put up a huge speed figure doing an allowance competition, but it's a decent race. Wayburn's a, a nice horse collaborates. You think he's going to get scratched white Barrio? Well, of his I, trainer. Yeah, that's a good question. And we were talking about that earlier today, you and I, and a few other friends, uh, how Safi's horses were scratched. I like how they, I don't know if it was him to went, scratch his horses. Yeah, they, they allowed him, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, I don't know what's going to happen with White Mario, but my concern about White Mario, I mean, he looks good. Don't get me wrong. He, he, you know, had that last race was, you know, put up a huge speed figure and all. Uh, if you like that, and he won easy against decent horses, even though it was an allowance optional claimer. But I know he got sick before uh, whatever race that was at Aqueduct he was going to run in a couple weeks ago. So I don't want to say this is plan B. Perhaps they were coming here anyway. I'm not sure. But a horse who, I guess, missed some training. I don't. I'm looking at the training. I don't know. So, oh yeah, I don't know if he missed that month, and I don't remember when the date of that race was. Maybe I should know. But there does appear to be some gaps in the works. I mean, is this a horse you wanted a relatively short price? I don't know. But if I'm going against Cody's wish, he can definitely win White Barrio. But there are question marks there too. Um, a long shot, I actually like a little. I just he might be above his head. And another thirty to one shot. If I keep giving out thirty to one shots, I can then tout if one of them wins and be like, uh, look how good I am. Uh, but the four horse, Hoist the Gold, again, I mean, he's been running in grade three ranks, but I thought he ran a decent race last time. He chased what I thought was a, a pretty uh, serious pace in his last race. And he's against a, this is the four Hoist the Gold. There's a few of them back here, like get her number the five and hear my song the three. I, I prefer the four Hoist my gold above those horses, definitely. So, um, you know, if you like the five, get her number at all, I, I prefer the four. Uh, but I don't love the four. Right? And I just think the horse has a chance to run um, his best race of his career. Tejano twists. I mean, six furlongs. This is seven. I don't think it'll be a huge deal going an extra furlong, but he is 0 for 3 at this distance for what it's worth. Now, that was earlier in his career for the most part. Uh, in uh, what is it? Around this time last year. I shouldn't say that earlier in his career. But you know, he was a three-year-old. He's definitely improved. So who knows? But I don't know if this is his best distance. And I thought he had decent paces to close into. Not great, but decent. So I don't love him. Uh, maybe Fortin Hill would be the lone speed. I'm not a huge fan of Fortin Hill, but he ran a good speed figure if you like that last out and off a layoff. You know, maybe a prep for this one and he could be the main speed and you're getting a good price. So I'm not against the eight Fortin Hill. And then I guess the horse I like the most is endorse the 10 who just seems to, you know, keep, Toiling away and winning races. And yeah, he's going to go against better horses here. Although Charge It was supposed to be good. He just, I don't know, he didn't pan out so much here this year. But um, 
he ran well. He chased three wide. He was three across with a charger. who's was three to five who he beat. And, you know, a long shot who faded a little bit. But, yeah, I didn't think the race favored closers or speed or anything. But uh, I thought he ran well. He won pretty easily. And why can't he do it again? The problem is he comes a little off the pace and he's shortening up. So that would be a, a knock on him maybe. But I, I just don't know. So my goal in this race, A, I'm not, I'm not betting the race because uh, vertically because I, I don't want to beat Cody's wish. Like, I, I don't want to take a, a, a huge amount of money against him. Uh, but I can understand if you do. I mean, this is a great chance to. And I can't really narrow it down. I'd have to go with like seven, eight horses here. So uh, I, I don't know if it's a, a race I'm going to bet vertically. I mean, if I see Cody's wish at one to five, then maybe I'll take a stab vertically and I'll try and get um, endorsed the 10 and the four hoist the gold in the number. So that would be my vertical bet. Something with those two horses where, you know, I, I bet those with a bunch of others, maybe put like 410 over a bunch of others, over a bunch of others in a triple and try and beat Cody's wish totally. That's the kind of way I would approach this vertically if I was. And if I liked like three or four horses, maybe like, you know, points to gold in the four, the 10 endorse, maybe Fortin Hill, the eight. And if I can get one more, maybe kind of like box or two more, maybe like CZ Rock, who I think can hit the number is okay. I don't love, but, um, you know, throw that horse in and try and get like a four or five horse you know, box it for a dollar exactly, maybe, and then press with like the four and the uh, the 10 here. So if they're in there, I have instead of a dollar, I have two, three, four, five dollar exactly, lamb and triples, etc. cetera. Um, and, and as far as horizontals, uh, I, I'm just going to probably go very deep here and try and beat Cody's wish. That's my plan to go seven, eight deep here. And I already talked about a bunch of the horses that I probably throw in uh, here and not a ton of handicap when we did this race, but at least you hear our thoughts on Cody's wish and kind of an approach to bet in the race. Nikki, do you want to add anything else? I know you mentioned about Cody's wish as a horse that you know you see as potentially vulnerable. Any any other horse you want to mention? Oh, I mean, you kind of did, right? With your Brisnet figures. Yeah, but to to my point, like Boyd Barrio, I I you know, he could be scratched, so I'm not gonna spend time on him. Tahana Twist has the same running style as Cody's wish, so it's not like he's gonna to go to the lead. So then uh, you had mentioned, you know, endorse, endorse, zero for six on Churchill Downs, you know. But you know, all we can see going ten races back, two of those he was double digits odd, so you can't fault him for, you know, oh he can't win at Churchill, you know, he, he was double digit odds. You know, Tyler has been on him before, can get him out of the gate. Tyler's been riding here. Uh, at Churchill, uh, he knows if the, if, you know, the, the track's playing to speed, he'll definitely get him out of the gate. And the 20 to one you mentioned, uh, Fortin Hill, my only knock on Fortin Hill, not being able to win. I, I have no doubt he's, he'd be the speed, especially with, uh, um, Geraldo or Gerardo Corrales. I mean, he, he's a good gate rider. He gets horses out of the gate. Um, my main concern is the old Lasix on, Lasix off. The two times Fortin Hill has been asked to run without Lasix, he hasn't sealed the deal. He, he's, you know, backed up uh, or has run third. And one of those times when he ran third, he was uh, nine to five favorite. So the lack of Lasix kind of questions whether or not he can, um, you know, win this race. So, gun to my head, I'd probably go with endorsed, um, or I, I I would use endorsed and Fort Fortin Hill as a substitute for, you know, leaving um, 
Cody's wish out. All right, not too much on this, you know, different page. I don't worry about the Lasix. He ran really well too back without Lasix and a very fast pace. But um, no, I can understand people think that way. All right, so let's so, go up to so oh, go just just real quickly. Yeah. Please go on a 15 minute dissertation about this. So what you're saying is if you're thinking about not singling Cody's wish, you should do what? Well, in my opinion, if you're talking hard, it's not like a pick five or something. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to beat a huge favorite like this, unless you have strong conviction, I would just go as deep as you can so you make sure you get the winner in this race if it's not him. Because you would hate but to then, But then your other it. legs, you're, you're well, leaving that's, out. That's yeah. why people are going to shorten it and just go right. Cody's wish. And maybe, I can see people doing like Cody's wish and then throwing in like one price horse they like or something like that. Um, and, and I guess a lot depends on why the Mario, because if he is, I, I don't think he'll be out of the race. I know Joseph's horse is scratched today, but they said that uh, Lord Miles is running in the Derby. So, but if, if White is in the race, he's going to take a lot of money too. So that'll keep um, Cody's wishes price a little more uh, reasonable. And if he's out, it's going to be really short in Cody's wish. But um, yeah, I, I would just spread what you got in a, to hit the race, you know, basically toss the horses you think have no shot. If you're tossing Cody's wish from the horizontals and, you know, if you can get rid of three or four horses and Cody's wish and you got six left or whatever, then, you know, if you can, I would go six deep. Of course, that's going to be making cuts elsewhere, but it depends on your opinion as well. But that that's, Try not to want a dissertation like I was warned. So, all right, let's go to race 11, if that answered the question. The Turf Classic, the Old Forester Bourbon Turf Classic. And am I only eighth on the turf? And I don't have a very strong opinion in this race. Um, I, I do like a horse here, but I, I don't know. I, I, horses that don't have early speed, I, I always am reluctant to like single or focus on. But I, I think a couple of the favorites are, are decent. But you have a lot of horses who are similar odds uh, who all look okay. Uh, really... I couldn't really throw anyone out. I mean, I don't think Ocean's Atlantique on the rails is going to win this one, personally. I hope he pushes the pace a little bit. Uh, other than that, and, and I don't really care for the six Earl's Rocket 10 to 1. I just think he's had really good trips or setups. So those two are definitely tosses for me. But I wouldn't want to tell people to toss them because they're also two of the longer prices. One longest price and one kind of co-second longest. So um, don't listen to me on that. I just personally am not going to use them. Uh, the horse I prefer... Is the five up to the mark? As for Pletcher and Irad, I haven't picked an Irad horse at all yet, I think. So here I'm with Irad. Um, interesting enough, I'm not a big time uh, guy, but two back on March 4th, he ran a mile and 16th on March 4th at Gulfstream in one minute, 40 seconds flat. And if you look at Steady on the four horse, who was in a grade three on the turf in a mile and 16th, that same day at Gulfstream, he ran 140 and one. So up to the mark, actually ran a fifth of a second faster. Now, um, I, I had a little back and forth, or not back and forth is not the right word, but I guess it was just a chat or David and I were going to jump in to uh, explain. And I guess the way they do it, where they start, I don't know if it's the rails out. I should remember what he said, but uh, I guess there are different um, rails or whatever. So like one's like outer course and an inner course, even though it's not labeled that. So one was on the inner outer. I don't know why that would affect the time other than maybe the different part of the track one's deeper grass or something so i'm not going crazy with the time i just wanted to point that out it's not really changing my opinion too much but i guess my point is that you know he ran basically the same time as the grade three and maybe it was a slightly different part of the course so maybe it's not able to equate it but i thought he ran pretty well considering it was an allowance race and then he went into the maker's mark mile last time where you know modern games that that might be a good analogy or um equation for cody's wish a horse who looked 
pretty much much the best on paper, but it's the first start in a while. And, you know, is this horse ready and cranked up all the way? And modern games ran fine, but didn't get the job done at like two to five or something like that, right? Uh, a couple weeks ago at Keeneland. So um, up to the mark was in that race and uh, ran a decent third. I thought it was, was pretty good to to run third in that race. And um, I'm just worried he's going to be a, a favorite here and, you know, the price because people are going to see modern games and the PPs. And, oh, you only lost by a couple of uh, neck to modern games. Red the horse ran really well last time too. So uh, in, in, a, in a tougher field. So I'm okay with the uh, the five here as my main horse. I don't think I'm going to really bet the race other than in the pick five. Um, and, and I think the seven is the other favorite I want if I have another favorite, Hong Kong Harry, who uh, you know, put up some big figures last year. If you buy them, I don't know. They're Del Mar. Who knows on the turf what the uh, numbers are. But came back this year, March 4th at Santa Anita in a race that um, I thought favored closers a little bit. I thought it was a pretty good pace that uh, uh, Kill Row Mile. And he chased a solid pace. It looks like he set up the pace, but he chased pretty close. Um, and he was off a layoff. So the fact that he chased the pace, you know, which is going to make him tired when you're chasing a, a fairly hot pace, you're going to get more tired. And he was off the layoff. I think he should step forward. And uh, I think he uh, raised a good chance here. So uh, I'm really up to the mark, Hong Kong Harry. If I had a third horse, it would be Spooky Channel, the nine. But I don't know. He put up a big fire figure. I'm curious, did Spooky Channel get a big Briz figure for his last race? Because he's got, I think, the highest last race buyer. Uh, for that, and he got a hundred buyer. No one else has gotten a hundred. No, I think he's dying to go on the synthetic. No, Spooky's Channel, uh, that fairgrounds race, uh, yep. came back ninety six. Whereas you know, two back, uh, got a one hundred four in that grade three. Oh wow, because that's so interesting. Buyer two back gave him a ninety four, and last time a hundred. So wow. it's opposite, it's but, opposite, yeah. Which is why speed figures, listen, they're they're valuable, but. You, know, you also have to know, I don't know, how to use them or how not to dwell on them too much. Uh, I always like to see how they got them, but you have to understand that different speed figures also have, t- I mean, that's totally different. G2, it look, it, that it, it looks saying, like one race is faster like, than the other. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like that last race, the, the early fractions were really slow, super slow, yeah. and then they came home very fast. But that's that. That's, that's that fairgrounds. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't watch fairgrounds, but. I think between like the inexact distance, because about, and I don't know about no run up or anything like that, but like if you remember before, we were talking about a horse around 25 and change, and I said it was actually a pretty decent pace. So I, I don't, I wouldn't worry about the, the, the fraction there, although you might know more about it than me because I'll, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying they were slow based on what we're seeing the fractions yeah. were. I'm going by what the early pace figures said the, the fractions were. All right, that's fair. Um, if that's the case, then it's impressive that he was able to close. So again, if I went three deep here, uh, he would be my third horse. I have no desire to bet this vertically. I mean, the only thing I might do is like bet the five and, and some doubles or pick threes or something like that and key on him. But, um, I, I'm going to go five, seven, mostly in my pick five, I think. And, you know, unless I get talked onto the nine by something, but that'll again, allow me to go deep in the last race. Cause I'm, I'm only going two or three deep in the first leg. I'm going probably a single on the second leg and I'm going maybe too deep this leg. So I'm very shallow. So I can go deep in that third leg to beat Cody's wish. Um, all right. So anyway, those are, those are a few of the words I mentioned the five, seven, nine up to the mark, Hong Kong, Harry, and then spooky channel. Um, I do want to mention one or two more if you don't. So I'll let you, uh, ramble for, uh, whatever you want. But at, at some point I want to talk about the four steady on. I want to talk about the eight Santine, whether you do it or I'll do it after. And you can mention anyone else too, but I want to touch on them. No, I uh, I was liking Spooky Channel, and 
I was going to mention about up to the marks, but I'm not going to belabor that since you had man- mentioned them. Um, I don't know, just uh, kind of gravitating to uh, the the six Earl's Rock and the one coming from uh, uh, the West Coast. And again, you know, grade threes on the West Coast, you know, they're they're slim pickings, you know, out in Southern California for for horses. Uh, So it might be a a big ask uh, going down that route. But, um, you know, Santin, the eight horse, I'm I'm just jumping all over the place looking for possibilities, but uh also just looking for horses who've run against this caliber you know a lot of these like like you know i don't know if uh spooky channel and he's eight years old and in the past two years hasn't run in a grade one so you know is he getting better at eight you know is he can't can can he can he take that step back up i don't know um but as we all know we could sit here until uh you know race day debating these races and all it takes is one one bad trip and you know could have been the best horse in the race but uh because of that trip you look like an idiot for picking that horse all right so um just mentioning santine last year we had um uh emily gullickson on of optics eq uh to do the derby preview so we went over the same pick five last year with her and she liked Santine that day, and I didn't like him at all. And he ends up winning uh, and running a huge speed figure in uh, in the same race uh, last year, I believe it was, right? It was the yep. uh, Turf Classic. Yeah. Turf Classic. And I'm like, I'm like, crap, you know, I was wrong, I guess. Uh, I forgot who I liked in the race or who I didn't like, but I know I didn't like him. Um, I, I might have liked Mirror Mission, but I, I can't remember, so I don't want to say that. But um, anyway. Then it turns out, like you look back at it, and like every horse who raced on the inside on the turf that day, if you remember, it was like horrible. Remember, they had their problems, they shut down the turf course, and the outside was good. And Santine just had a nice outside uh flow to his race, if I remember correctly. I'm like, ah, he just you know used the uh the track to his advantage. So I bet against him in the Manhattan, the grade one next, where I mean, you can argue it was too far for him, but uh, he didn't run well, Santine, in that race, I didn't think. Then he comes back in the Arlington Million, he wins for fun. I, I didn't bet that or. Um, I, I don't know how you could bet that race. Churchill Downs kills Arlington, then they steal the big race. I know they owned it, but then they steal, and you're betting that race. So uh, I don't know. I couldn't do that, but bad enough. I'm betting Churchill on this Saturday. Anyway, uh, what was I going to say? So he went well in that race, but then since then, kind of tailed off a little. So I don't know. Santine's fine. I, I've never been a huge fan. I, I think that win in this race last year was a little I don't know, dressed up tomorrow in Andy Serling phrase. And I I can see him winning. I just I'm not going to bet him. I don't think. And the fourth steady on five to one. I just thought he's coming off of a perfect trip in the Appleton last time. And another horse who I think definitely could win uh, and could step forward as a four year old. I, I just think looks better than he actually is. And with the connections here, uh, a Pletcher, I think you're going to get a short price. So um, I, I'm okay playing against steady on. Uh, I. I he can definitely win, but I'm okay. I'd prefer the horses that I mentioned, but I don't feel that confident with that race. So I don't have great feelings. Um, you know, Masterpiece, I think, is an interesting horse. If there is a pace heat up, because the one Ocean Atlantique, the three Wolfies Dynagos, 
And the 10 bye-bye Melvin could show speed a little. Bye-bye Melvin going a little shorter. I don't think will show as much speed, but maybe he will because uh, he has in the past. So with those three, if it does heat up, Masterpiece shortening up uh, could come from the cloud. That's a horse I consider using. But like I said, I'm probably just going 5-7 in my uh, pick five. And if it gets too expensive, I might just single. Because when you use two horses, if you cut one horse and kind of guess if you have to even, you're able to like double the amount of horses in another leg you can use. So you know, it, when you use two, if you can cut to one, it, it's beneficial. But um, you know, we'll see. I might just stick with the two of them. I might cut it down just up the up to the mark. All right, you good to go to the derby? Yeah, let's go. All right, so we're about um roughly an hour into the show. If it's if I did my math right, I think a little less than that. Do we want to go through every horse quickly individually, or just talk about some of the uh, players that we're interested? No, in? if you have more more uh, meat on the bone on horses you like and dislike let's just go that way all right so um you know let's let's we'll do real quick the one hit show because it's gonna be hard for me to jump oh around. wait a minute wait wait, wait. Don't, no 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 don't do that don't do it no, no because, i know i was gonna do it because you're, because it you're gonna go through right. five minutes on each horse so no no, no, no about... i wouldn't do that but I'll, I'll just talk about some of them but it's no, gonna be a lot no, of them no, anyway don't, don't go one, one, one by one all oh, right, I was going like, to like, go real quick on the ones on. I don't like. All right, well, I'm mentioning Hit Show because he's a horse who I would upgrade a little bit his trip. He had a wide trip last night. Oh, my God, night. you're doing it anyway. I want the one. That's why I'm saying the one. Okay? I would upgrade his performance a little bit. <laughs> I don't love him. He's not like a win guy for me, but he's definitely going to be on my tickets, Hit Show, based on the wide trip, and he's just getting better every race. Can I uh, jump in before you move on to your next horse? Yes, go for it. <laughs> Believe it or not, Hitcher's going to be my top pick. Wow, look at that. <laughs> How this horse can be 30 to 1. But, you know, I and last year, and, and you know, I'm, I'm done with all the, this horse can't win because it's been since Christ was an altar boy when the last time a horse with this, this, and this, which he has, I, I'm done with that. With Rich Strike winning last year, which didn't even get a mention on our podcast last year because he was on the AE, and we never talk about AEs. Um, but still, you know what? I'm, it, it, it's been quite a while since a horse that has even run, not let alone win, the Wood Memorial has even been in the money uh, on the first Saturday of May. So, uh, Modonagal got close. He was fifth last year, um, which was our guest top pick, by the way. She she schooled all of this because I think, you know, my my horses, um, they were double digits in their positioning at the end of the race, which is far par for the course for me because I think you were in high school the last time I picked a horse on top uh, to win, even though I've had some you know, exotics in there, but I digress. I like, I like hit show coming out of the you one. You told me you don't go on a five minute diatribe. I spoke <laughs> in 10 seconds. You have four minutes. You haven't even talked oh, about the this, horse yet. This is, one of the, the horse. this is one of the three horses that I would actually All right. So you, you take 15 minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> no. So no, take what um, you want. Sirs. You know, the horse is run five times has been gone off as a favorite all five times. He loses a major prep race by a nose and he's 30 to one. 
I think Mike Battaglia still thinks there's two starting gates uh, at Churchill Downs for the one hole. And here's the thing, you know, Brad Cox, we all love Brad. He's got four horses in this race. Who's right next to hit show in the starting gate? Verifying another Brad Cox horse who needs to be much more forwardly placed in this race. So, you know, Tyler, if he doesn't get the instructions, if he wants a prayer to be part of this race, he's going to go. So the fact of the matter is, Manny Franco can just follow the path that verifying has gone on the rail. And hopefully uh, 16 others don't come and crush him onto the rail. So uh, for that reason, and he just continues to step forward. He's, it shows that he's not quite fast enough to win this race, but if he keeps stepping forward, I have faith that for the 30th, 33rd consecutive uh, derby, I've not picked the winner. Well, and if you go out on 30 to 1, you only had to pick one. I mean, I had, uh, I was in California horse in 2004 or something, Giacomo. That that bought me a lot of losers if I had to. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, whether you like the horse or not, should he be 30 to 1? Eh, close to it, yeah. Maybe 25, I mean. But compared to some of these other odds? Yeah, things? but the, the problem with Hitcho, and I like him a little bit, but it's just who is he really running against? He's been even money every race. So if he's even money, I mean, he's running against worse horses every race. So now he's running against better horses. But I don't want to, listen, you like him, and, and I like him a little. I'm not using him in my main bets, but he'll definitely be in my third and fourth spots and supers and uh, uh, tries or whatever I'm betting, but yeah, no, no, he's he's fine. I just question who he's running against. That's my biggest thing. You mentioned the progression is getting better. He had a wide trip last time. He ran better than it looks. I thought, and um, you know, just the the competition he's kept is is what you know scares me. His class, if you want now, to call it that. Now I have one question for you. You may know the answer, but you probably don't because you don't follow these statistics. Is it is it that an offspring of Taffet has never won the Derby? No idea. Okay. I, so I, I, would... I, I don't know. I, I don't know if a horse or a colt that has been sired directly sired by Tappet, whereas, um, you know, uh, Hitcho's uh, dam was sired by Tappet. But no, let's move on. I, All right. I, You're yelling me talking about every horse. So... I, I would have been on the third page by now, by the way, out of four. But anyway, that's all right. I, I hug most of the talking on the show. Uh, I'm not going through every horse. So don't yell at me. Well, I sort of am, but I'm saying no on this horse. Verifying, I'm probably not going to bet. Got a you know decent speed figure last time around, a decent race. Big jump up. Could he do it? Yeah, I'm not. I would be shocked if he wins, but I, I'm kind of leaving him out. I actually like two fills, a three horse. Um, two back. Can it, can it, before you move on to the next can I just say 15 seconds about you can the, talk the what horse. you want. You're the one who put the time limit on me that you're breaking. I verifying nice horse, you know, Brad Cox is talking him up. I think he hits the wall. At eight. That's all. Go ahead. All right. I hope so. Um, two, two fills. Now the risen star two back. I thought really favored closer. I thought that was a pretty hot pace. Um, and I think the horse in the back had a big benefit in two fills was closer than all the others. Like angel of empire, some thunder was way back. And I thought he made kind of an early move close to the pace. So I really upgraded that performance of his two fills. Then he ran on synthetic. The problem I have with two fills is 
if you take away his last race, well, he wouldn't qualify, I guess, but maybe he would have, I don't know. But um, if you take away that last race and the huge figure he got in the synth, I'm getting like 30 or 40 to one on him. He's one of the longest prices on the board, and I would like him a little bit. But now I got to take a relatively short price. I'm not going to be that short, but relatively short price because of last race. And maybe he just loves synthetic, but I did upgrade his last dirt. So he's not going to be in like my main portion, but I'll, I'll use him a little bit here. Four confidence game, I don't like at all. Um, one of Now we get to one of my main contenders here. Um, and some people are going to fall off their chairs if they're listening uh, to this, to hear this. So I don't know if our friend TK or our favorite trainer, Jesse Cruz, is listening. I uh, doubt it, but... If you are, sit down before I say this. I actually like a little bit here or a lot. Tap it. Now, now let, let, let's let's let our listeners know why you said TK. Because as we witnessed Tap it Trice win the Tampa Bay Derby, or the Tampa Derby, I always throw it big. Immediately, TK proclaimed there's your derby winner <laughs> well exact quote exact quote apparently i was sitting with a group of smart horse people who were convinced tap and tries around the final three furlongs in like 31 seconds i tried to explain <laughs> that would be not only a world record but physically impossible but they insisted but they realized uh the, the math error but um no i i got into it more with uh jesse because i, I thought he I thought he had a pretty, I know he had trouble early too back in the Tampa Derby and he had a wide trip, but a Tampa, the outside is generally the place to be. In my opinion, I don't follow it that close. Uh, that's one reason I like War Lord miles in the wood Memorial because he rode the rail that day, but that's another story. Maybe we'll get to, um, but yeah, I thought he had not only, you know, wide trip, whatever. I don't think killed him that much. The bad start. Yeah, that hurt, but I thought it was a, a closer's race. I thought it set up for a closer and I didn't think he beat anything. So I was like, he can step forward or whatever, but I wasn't that impressed with that race. Now, Jesse, looking at it from a trainer's perspective, I remember him saying uh, for the fact that if he had that horse and was training him, he'd be very excited by that race because the horse had to overcome a lot of adversity in that race, the bad start and getting wide and having to get up late, all that stuff. So he's like, that. that's a race that really kind of, I don't know, I'm putting words in his mouth, but kind of grows a horse or, you know, makes him... Uh, uh, learn a lot quickly. Again, I'm kind of twisting his words, but it's the, the essence of what he said. Well, then he comes back and runs, I thought, really well in the bluegrass. I don't know if it was in the toughest bluegrass field, but I thought he ran really well uh, in the bluegrass. He stepped forward, I thought, a decent amount. So uh, no reason he can't step forward. My only fear is he doesn't break great, and if he gets squeezed back, he's going to be in trouble. But um, this is a horse where I definitely like. He's not my, quote, top pick, but he's definitely in my top three or, or four here. So that's Tap It Trice. I'm not using King's Barn. We got the easy lead. Um, a long shot. Out. If you want to jump in, tell me, or you can go after. I don't care, but I'm just going to run through the hordes I like. Yeah. The seven reincarnate I'm using at 50 to one. This is one of my top four here, believe it or not. So this is my quote, big long. I mean, 12 to one is kind of long shot I have in 15 to one, but so, this is my bomb reincarnate. I'm out. So tap it twice using, not using. Yes. I'm using him as okay. one of my main horses. I guess like a third pick if you want to do picks here. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. So, reincarnate. so so far we so far if you're keeping score, Eric is using the five and using the seven, but not on top. No, I'm I'm using these are in my top four. The five and seven are in my oh. top four. Okay? okay, I'll recap quickly at the end the numbers, but yeah, and I, I said I'm going to use the one more underneath a little bit, but five and seven uh, and um the three underneath. But uh, I'll go over the numbers later if people care. I'm more interested in quickly talking about the horse here. Um, reincarnate fifty to one. So. Sham Stakes at Santa Anita. I thought he ran a bang up race. 
Um, he dueled a two to one shot who faded and then pulled off. Hopefully the word's okay. I don't really know. I don't didn't look good, but um, but the horse was fading anyway. Um, and he held well. He was never getting past in that race by a decent, you know, horse in Newgate. So I really like that Santa Anita race. Then he goes to Tim Yakteen and they bring him to Oakland, the Rebel. And he got a very good setup in that race. The the Rebel really set up for closes. I mentioned before, and I, or maybe I didn't mention before that was a reason star, but I thought it really set up for closes a rebel. He had a good setup, but he was checked back early and he got shut off basically in the stretch and lost all momentum and had to kind of re-rally again. So I think that race is better than it looks. I mean, he did get the setup, so that kind of offset some of the trouble, but it was a lot of trouble that race. He could have won that race easily if he didn't get in trouble, but with a good setup. Then he goes into the Arkansas Derby, and I, I didn't bet the race. I would have liked him in the Arkansas Derby probably. And he didn't run great. Like, he didn't run bad. I thought he ran okay. He chased an 8-1 to one shot who came in 7. I didn't think the race favored, like, closer to speed. It was kind of an even race, the Arkansas Derby, as far as, uh, you know, benefiting uh, any one kind of running. But he ran okay. I just, he didn't really step forward. So maybe just going longer now. He's regressing. I don't know. But um, based on his two races back and three races back, I don't want to, like, toss him just because last race he chased a decent pace. And there's not, potentially, there could be a lot of speed. I don't know. But he's got a chance to either be on the lead or be close and uh, make his own trip with Johnny B's and a huge price. So definitely the seven. So five and seven, Tapper Trice, Reincarnate are two of my main ones. Horse, do I, I, I'm probably an idiot for, for using. And, and, and probably my top selection is the eight mage, which I understand the knocks on mage. He didn't race at two. I know just by one, but no one else has. I don't, I mean, it, I wouldn't have preferred him to race at two, I guess. It would have been get, better to get seasoning, but he didn't. What are you going to do? And he doesn't get out of the gate well, and that's an issue. So maybe it's a stupid pick here. But if I'm getting 15 or 20 to 1, I'm willing to take a chance that they taught him how to break. Because I have huge upgrades on his last two races. I thought he ran great in the Fountain of Youth um, after hitting the gate. And then after he hit the gate, it wasn't just he hit the gate. He then got cut off right away. So he was like well back. It wasn't just like a length or two because he got cut off. He ran very wide uh, in that day. He got steadied in the stretch also, and he was still coming on again, and they weren't even persevering with him, Javier. So I thought he ran dynamite. And then last race, again, he didn't break, um, and he had a very wide trip, and he made that early move. I don't think it was like a, an early move per se. Like, I don't think the race fell apart. It was, you know, fair uh, pace race, but um, he ran really well. Light on seasoning, I understand. The trouble at the start, I understand. But if this horse were to win, and I toss him for those reasons, when I love this horse, and I'd kick myself. So Mage, I guess, is my quote top pick. So I'm eight over the five seven right now. And just to go a little quicker here, Skinner, I'm going to use as like a you know, like a fifth or sixth horse here closing. My only fear of Skinner is um, he ran great two back uh, against a potential bias uh, and a little wide there. And then last race, I don't know, he had a little wide trip, but he was never gaining on Practical Move or um, Man- uh, Mandarin Hero, who was had some trouble there. So it was okay last race, but I mean, he, he did fine. Uh, so I like Skinner, but I don't love Skinner here. And then just skipping ahead. Cause there's a lot of horses I don't like. Um, I'll go all the way to the 14 angel vampire. That would be, I, I guess if I had like a second pick or something like that, he would be like my second or third pick. I just, I thought the Arkansas Derby, I know people disagree with me cause I've spoken to some people, but I actually thought that might've been the best prep race. And the reason I thought that is I liked a lot of horses. Like reincarnate, I really liked going into that race. And I forgot who else, but there was one or two other words I really liked going into that race. And therefore, Angel of Empire actually didn't like going into the race because I thought he had a great setup in the Risen Star. And he really stepped forward, ran a good race. I thought it was an even race. Like it didn't favor uh, closers or speed. 
Um, he, he, you know, he didn't have a bad trip. It was a fine trip, but he was much the best in that race. And I thought it was against horses that I really liked. So uh, I think Angel of Empire moving forward big time. I thought his last race was much better than his first race. So um, I definitely like Angel of Empire. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm mostly Mage and then Tapatrice, Angel of Empire will be the other two and Reincarnate. Those are like my top four. So I can kind of shut up now. I do want to talk about um, Forte and Derma Sodagaki because they're major players here. Um, do you want to talk about those two or do you want me to talk about them? Because I'm hugging the, uh, the talking here. Yeah, you can talk about them, but I want to go back to a horse that you skipped because I'm going to use him. Uh, you want me to just finish up and then you go? or No, I'm going back to a horse that you skipped. Well, I'm asking, do you want me to talk about the final two and then you go back or you're going back? No, right no, 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 no. I, I'll give you a chance to catch your breath and then um, you. I'll give it back to you. That sounds like a bad compliment. Think, crazy enough, another slow horse on paper. Uh, I like this arm. <laughs> I'm only laughing because the connections and uh, breeding and all that stuff that we know. Nah, nah, I, yeah, he had to run in the Lexington in order to get in this race, and I think they wouldn't have done it if they didn't believe in the horse because I think he didn't have the most ideal trips in his only two races uh, this year. So, again, he's another one. The progression is there. Um, gosh, picking a, a trainer who is O for his life, uh, at the Derby. Um, but, uh, Joel Rosario, who, uh, I think somebody on this podcast really adores. Um, he believes that, uh, he, he, he's, you know, uh, a decent jockey. So mm, from the 11 post, he's kind of, um, right in the middle. You can pick hopefully pick his trip and lightning, you know, the earth will stand still as uh, another slow horse uh, winds up winning the Derby and uh, Steve Asmussen uh, wins his first Derby with a horse that uh, he shouldn't have um, because he, he is still, he can't, he can't watch the uh, Derby from last year with Epicenter. He says, he hasn't he hasn't watched the entire race. He's got to turn away uh, because he thought he he had the winner. So yeah, um, GQ the chalk eating weasel has uh, documented uh, on two thirty to one. All right, and I don't know if this uh, music's going to play, but I'm going to try and play it. We'll see. Might be dead air for five <laughs> seconds. Bear with me. Oh, I can't even get it to play. Oh, can't hear it. Put it up to the speaker. All right, that's our breaking news. Breaking Can't news. Hear it. Can't uh, hear it. As we record, and we might be the only podcast to have this on Thursday, but there has been another defection from the Kentucky Derby. Uh-oh. Another defection. Uh, you guys listening probably know this already, but for us, we don't know. And GQ, it's a surprise. Lowe's checking his phone, so he might get it. But Lord Miles is out of the Derby, and that brings number 22 Mandarin Hero in. Oh. And that is a major monkey wrench. <laughs> Because Mandarin Hero appears to be a major player in this derby. Um, Can I say honest, something about Mandarin Hero? Yeah, go ahead. Because I didn't really study him too much, but I did watch the Santa Anita Derby. I just I didn't watch the race in Japan because I didn't want to take the time if he wasn't getting in. Here, here, here's the thing. Um, and because of Mandarin Hero, uh, I'm I'm kind of salty about the fact that Practical Move is scratched. Um, 
and it's nothing serious. He his temperature spiked, so he just you know isn't going to run on uh, Saturday. But Mandarin Hero, as I saw someone mention, Mandarin Hero was like uh, second string Japanese runners. The horse had been running at like Japanese equivalent to Finger Lakes, and he almost beats a horse that was going to be ten to one morning line, uh, practical move, and then Skinner, who you like, who yes, he's another one of these horses. Got a late start. He's been. I, I think I bet Skinner back when he, he ran uh, uh, the race before uh, San Derby. He was like a buzz horse. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, it's going to be another Giacomo for John Sheriff. Um, so because of the history of Mandarin Hero is the reason why I was tossing Practical Move and Skinner. So, and, and I'm I'm kind of bummed that Mandarin Hero is getting in because he definitely was going to run into Preakness. And who knows? I mean, just like all the other Japanese runners in the past, uh, the regardless of how they'll run, if they come out of the Derby fine, they'll probably run into Preakness. So, yeah, that that's throws a wrench in it for me because well, I didn't like you were the same. We we both didn't like practical move for for different reasons, but we both really were against that horse. So I'm kind of disappointed he scratched. But um, Mandarin Hero, I mean, he had a troubled trip in that um, Santa Anita Derby. I guess you don't feel the the competition was great, maybe. And then you probably don't like Skinner either. But um, I, I don't know. He ran really well. I'm gonna have to go back and watch his race in Japan. I didn't know about this Finger Lakes in Japan. I gotta I gotta look into that. I don't know if I can believe you on that one, but. Um, I, I don't even care about that because he ran well in, in the States here. So he, he's a major player here. I, I'm going to move on with some other horses, though, uh, that I did look. For, Forte, we got to talk about as the morning line favorite. He's fine. Um, he's run well. He had a perfect trip to back in the Fountain of Youth, but it was off a layoff and he probably wasn't fully cranked up. And the last race, he ran well. I mean, he you know closed outside. He finished really strong. Beat a horse who I like in Mage. But as I'm not the only one saying this, the question on Forte is he's been very good, but has he really improved? He's kind of just like the steady Eddie, if you will, of, of the horses here. And um, that might be good enough to win it. Who knows? But, you know, a horse whose speed figures aren't better than everyone else, who um, isn't necessarily definitely progressing. I mean, he ran a little better, I thought, last time than in the Fountain of Youth because of that perfect trip. But so he progressed a little bit, I think. But even though the speed figure might have gone down, I, I just... I have to play against him just for the reasons I mentioned. I just don't think he's that much different than the other horses. So could he win? Of course he can win, but I don't want him at a short price. And then the 17 Derma Sotogaki who's seeking a ton of, um, a, a ton of attention here. And listen, he could win too, I guess uh, I'm not knocking Japanese horses who have had success in the States, but two, two things for me, like his last win was impressive visually. I guess he won by five lengths in the UAE Derby. And I don't care. Like you mentioned about the wood. I don't care. No one's come out of that UAD, UAE Derby. Every year it's different horses. Uh, no one's come out to win or run well in Derby or something like that. But um, to me, like he just had an easy lead for the most part in that race. And the horse chasing him was an 11 to 1 shot. And Dura, Eredi, whatever, who came in second. Continua was third at 23 to 1, who chased in third and held third. So it's like a merry-go-round up front to me. And he had an easy you know, unless he just goes to the lead, as it, and he doesn't need the lead. He's come off the pace. I understand that. I watched his races in Japan, and and they were they were fine. His uh, race on December fourteenth, he ran well. There was a horse who actually like sped out way ahead, almost like a runoff, um, and the field was very spread out. But he did well in that race, uh, and I thought he finished strong. 
So he's fine. I, I just think I'm getting eight to one on that horse. Maybe now a little more with Mandarin Hero. We'll split the Japanese money here. But um, I, I'm against Dermisaka Sodagaki. I know he can win again, but I, I don't want a shorter price when I don't think he's necessarily better than the others. I know supposedly the speed figure was huge. You know, if you go speed figures and. Dubai, but like I said, it was on a lead that just held together. So those orders I generally bet against anyway. Why am I taking a, a wild card in a relatively short price in this huge field? So um, that's pretty much it for my thoughts. If you want to just give any other thoughts that you have on anyone, if you do, and then I'll kind of wrap up about the betting angle for this and, and we'll call it a day. I'm going to use Derma Sodagate. <laughs> you are or you're not in here? Yeah, yet? I am. I okay, am. go ahead. That's fine. I'm, I'm I, saying he can win. It's just not for me. Yeah, I he he's bred the run all day, and um, he's going to get a clear shot from the seventeen hole uh, to to you know if he if he wants the lead, uh, I think it's there there for him for the taking. So last year, Rich Strike won because there was a, horses that wanted to go. 45 and, and 110 going a mile and a quarter. And it was, I looked at the Equibase speed figure and it was like the, the lowest in history of Equibase speed figures. It didn't even reach triple digits. So that kind of shows you how, what, what a pace meltdown does uh, to a race. There isn't a ton of, of early pace. And I, I just think that, the horse is gone. Like you said, he had it early, easy lead. You know, he, he but he, I, I just think he's bred to run all day. If he get, if he gets to the lead, it might be one of those, oh crap, uh, you know, what a boring derby. The horse went to the lead and uh, won that way. So that's why I'm, I'm going to use him. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm with you with Forte. I'm, he's a bet against for me. Huge horse. He's going to have to have, you know, a, a pretty much outside trip if he if he's stuck stuck inside, which he shouldn't be at fifteen. But along the trip, based on how I where I read positioning, um, he's a huge horse, a uh, big long stride, and he just can't get bottled up anywhere on the back stretch. He he, he needs to uh, stretch out. So um, for that reason, like you said, three to one or maybe even lower. But like you said, you know, der, you know how much buzz is you know the, the, the derma sort of got has been getting is that ten to one be going to become six to one? You know, I was I was telling you and our friends in our little chat that you know I thought he outside chance he didn't even the favorite, <laughs> although I don't think so now with Mandarin Hero in, but uh, right. he'll take some of the money away. But um, yeah, who knows? I don't know. So it's anyone cut you off? Right. So. So you know those three that I mentioned along the way, they're 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 the ones I'm going with. You know, I've been horrible for the last thirty years outside of one the year orb one. I had the triple box which paid decent, but um, yeah. So I'll go one seventeen eleven. One is hit show you like seventeen is derma sodagate gaki and uh, eleven disarm so. For, for me, um, I don't have strong feelings on this race, uh, but with 20 horses and, you know, leaving out a favor or two, I'm, I'm okay betting it. Um, I'll probably do like a, and again, I'm 
those who have listened before, they know I'm not like a, a fan of boxing a lot of horses, if any. Uh, but I'll probably do is like a, a base bet, and then I'll press from there a box where I'll use the five. Um, who is sorry, I should have written the names down. Captain Trice. Trice, the eight. Uh, Mage. Juvenile. Yeah, oh, well, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the seven. I was going. Yeah, uh, the seven reincarnate. The eight mage. Then maybe the nine Skinner, and then the fourteen Angel of Empire. So four or five horse box, perhaps. And then from there, oh, I'll cut it down. Oh, go ahead. But so you you had said mage is your top pick. Right? Yeah, I guess mage over Angel and uh, and tap it try. So probably eight over the five fourteen. If you really care who my top pick, and then seven would be like my fourth or third pick. But because the seven is fifty to one, even though he would be my fourth choice, I'd move him up if that makes sense because he's a price. Um, so so I would box maybe those five horses. Um, we said reincarnate. Is that the name of the horse? I, mean, I should probably know the name of the horse. Is that uh, the seven? Yeah, reincarnate. Perhaps Skinner, and then my top three selections: Mage, Tapit, Trice, and Angel of Empire. Maybe a five horse box. Then take out Skinner and do a four horse box. Then I'll put and just song exactors right now. Then I'll put uh, maybe the eight on top of the other three or four horses that I had. So eight over the um, five, seven, nine, fourteen, and then maybe. Eight just over the five, 14 and seven, a little extra and take out the nine. So I have a little more with the horses I like a little more or, or offer more value depending on the odds. Um, and then in triples, I'll do very similar where, you know, I might have a, a, a base, like just a 50 cent box with the four horses or so, just so I have it no matter what. And then bet extra with like the four, the five, eight and 14 on top. So maybe like five, eight, 14 with five, eight, 14 with five, eight, 14, but then a few of the others. So I'll have an extra. And then a few of the others I mentioned, um, including the seven and nine, uh, you know, or uh, something like that, thereabouts. And it's okay to spread a little bit. You don't have to be perfect here if, uh, if you don't have a strong opinion, I think. And then, uh, so that's basically what I'm doing here in, in the betting. I hope that made sense because I kind of know what I'm, or have an idea what I'm doing. I don't know if I expressed it that well uh, because I have so much writing on my sheet too, so I can't read what I wrote. But I, I basically, uh, that's the idea here. So, again, I'm going to, not go crazy king one horse like in the earlier race what was it uh race nine i was king the four horse like i'll have a lot with him on top or second in this race i'm not going to go crazy with just mage on top i'll also have angel of empire maybe tap a trice on top and a few of the bets uh but basically and reincarnate a little bit too so any of those four uh seven five seven eight and fourteen win i'll be in pretty decent shape i hope uh if they don't win then you know what am i going to do and as far as the pick five we've gone a while we got to stop but you know, as far as the pick five, I said, I'm going skinny in the first leg in race eight, um, where I'm probably just going the six, seven, uh, frost departure, Fort Bragg, most likely singling the four talk of the nation race nine. Although I'd love to work in the 13 if I can. Uh, and the winner is, uh, next race, race 10. I'm, I'm just going to try and be Cody's wish and go as deep as possible. I might be seven deep or something like that, but I'm going to go deep race 11. I'm going to shorten up and probably just go up to the mark, the five Hong Kong, Harry, the seven in a race where I think. Race 11, a lot of people are going to spread with like the four or five chalks because I don't think too many people have strong opinions there. Um, so if I can only use two or even three of them, I think that's a little uh, benefit to me. And then I'm going to go at least those four I mentioned in the Derby uh, with Mage, Tapit, Trice, uh, Reincarnate, and Angel of Empire. And I might throw in a few more. Skinner, I guess, would be my fifth horse if I threw someone in. But um, th those are the horses that I would throw in there uh, in, in that race. And again, in the Derby, when I'm talking about the triples and the um, and the supers, you know, I'm adding like hit show and a whole bunch of other horses that are prices for like the third and fourth spots also, if I didn't clarify that. 
So uh, anyway, that's where I am. Not a strong opinion on the Derby. It's kind of like as the races go on, I get less of an opinion. Race eight, I feel really good about. Race nine, I feel pretty good about. And then it's like, eh, maybe I don't feel so good as we go on. So uh, unfortunately, everyone wants to know Derby thoughts, but you can watch or listen to like 80 other podcasts and get some ideas on the Derby if you didn't like yours or mine. All right, so uh, that was a long show, but we uh, had a drop dead time of 5.15. It's a few minutes before that, so at least we made it for that. A little closer than I wanted, but um, GQ, thank you for uh, joining me. It was a blast to catch up with you again here. I haven't seen you in a couple of months now. I guess last time I was at Laurel, and uh, always fun to chat and see your face, and uh, hopefully we'll see if we can do it again in the near future. Uh, again, it's not going to be a weekly thing, but you know, if we can uh, do it for some big days or some random days here and there, uh, like I said, we'll see how many people listen and care. And if anyone does, maybe we'll continue. If no one really cares, then it can slowly like general MacArthur after he got fired by Harry Truman, all dogs just fade away. We'll just kind of fade away. Any final thoughts? No, it was good doing it again. Like you said, it's kind of tough week to week, but maybe we can do it for freakness if uh, there's interest. All right. And if we do, maybe we'll get one of your uh, locals on, but we'll see. We'll talk about it. All right. All right. So thank you, uh, GQ. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. I forgot my catchphrase. Ta-ta. so long. Ta-ta. <laughs>